Welcome to Inevitable Wealth from Liberty One Wealth Advisors, a conversation around financial decision-making and events around the globe. In the age of instant information, level heads can be hard to find. Our hosts, Julian D. Leonardo and Jackie Petit-Home, provide objective and relevant insights to help you parse the data and block out the noise as you build your wealth. As managing partners of Liberty One Wealth Advisors, Julian and Jackie look to empower you to develop an increased understanding of financial markets and how they impact you. Hello, everyone. Uh, Welcome to our second episode of Inevitable Wealth. We're looking to clear the air around uh, some topics and misleading headlines that we came across uh, in our everyday lives. Um, So, of course, I'm Jackie Petit-Home, and I'm here with Julian DiLeonardo. Julian, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Wonderful. So let's get into it. Yesterday morning, I was reading the Wall Street Journal, and I came across an article that really... Yeah, I don't know, sent, sent my brain into a lot of different avenues. Um, and, and the exact name of the article was Fidelity in, Sh- in State Street Pushed to Make 401ks More Like Pensions. And I think, you know, of course, like any article out there, you know, they want you to click on it and create a curiosity. Um, but, you know, Julian, explain to us, you know, what, what does that mean? So what it, what it means essentially is that more retirement plans are going to offer annuity options within their uh, overall platform in their in their menu of of funds. So for the most part, they're going to start to put annuities into the life cycle or target date funds that you may come across in your four hundred one k or four hundred three b. So if you were to select a life cycle twenty fifty fund, right, that means they're expecting you to retire in 2050, a portion of that fund will be invested into an annuity. Uh, these funds have historically been a great option for you know, essentially people looking for a one-size-fits-all automated type vehicle, right? Because they start off more aggressive, they get more conservative as time goes on. Naturally, like your investments may probably be best for you to do that. Uh, the they're often also the default option in many retirement plans. So uh, when you first sign up, you're typically auto-enrolled in one of these because they are a great fit for a lot of people. So within those funds, they're looking to to incorporate more annuities. Okay. And um, as, as many folks listening or watching may know, annuities are definitely not new, right? Annuities have been around for decades uh, and so have 401k plans. So Julian, can you... You know, I don't want to use the word speculate, but can you maybe guess or or maybe just, you know, think like why now, right? If annuities and also 401ks have been around for a pretty long time, why all of a sudden the idea to, to put those annuities in 401ks? Yes, I, I think it's pretty clear. Uh, money. So money, money. <laughs> they can make a lot more, right, when they start to incorporate these high cost products into their funds. So over the past you know, 20 years or so, you've seen the cost of investing get so much cheaper right? for individuals and families uh, across the US, across the globe. 
So essentially a, a fund and the funds we use, Jackie, cost something like 0.06%, right? Almost negligible, right? And you've seen that across the board. Oftentimes 401ks have even more cost-effective options than, than you may see elsewhere. Uh, and what that means is that these companies are making a lot of money, right? In, in their 401k platforms and their fund offerings. So by putting something that is a high cost product, a high margin product in there, right? And not even really offering it as its own fund, but putting it in something that already exists, they can increase the cost, increase the revenue uh, pretty seamlessly, right? If you really think about it. So if they embed it into these funds, the the article goes on to say that the, the cost goes from something like 0.1% to 0.2%. It doesn't sound like a lot, right? 0.1% to 0.2%. So a, a small increase to an extent. But in these plans, do you want to do you want to guess how much money is in these plans? I mean, I, I can imagine, right? Like that's like trillions. Trillions. Okay. <laughs> I was gonna say I was gonna say a couple trillion, but I'll target date like... funds target date <laughs> funds hold a third of there's about nine trillion in, in these retirement plans. They hold about a third of it. So three trillion dollars times 0.1% uh really adds up if if you just across the US you know, extrapolate that data. So it's all, you know, in my, in my opinion, right. About money. I also really did not love the headline. I think pension has such a positive connotation, right. Uh, a lot of folks uh, who have pensions, right. It's, it's company sponsored. It's a great benefit. Uh, annuity does not have a great connotation for the most part uh, because they are oversold in my opinion. Uh, but I, I found that to be questionable, right, in terms of how they present it, because it's not a pension. They're trying to make it more like pensions, they say, but it's not a pension. Uh, so let's look at the good, bad, and the ugly as a potential move. Jackie, what are, what are your thoughts on, on it from your perspective? Yeah, I mean, I have thoughts. Uh, <laughs> so, I mean, let's talk about the good thing, right? Annuities are not a bad thing, of course, right? Annuities... Uh, provide guarantees, right? There are folks out there who might be in a position where uh, whether they are nervous about the market or they uh, amassed a, a nest egg where they can use an annuity effectively in their financial planning. And annuities pay you guaranteed income, a, a lot like a pension. It's essentially creating a pension for yourself. And when you invest in annuity, right, which is an insurance product, right? These are offered by insurance companies. Essentially what you're saying to that annuity company is, I want you to bear the market risk for me. No matter what happens, if the market goes up or down, sideways, you're going to guarantee me this income when I hand over you a lump sum of cash. So it's good, right? If, if the market drops down 20% the next year, or if we had a year like we did last year in 2022, it's, it's wonderful to, to see your balances, you know, stay steady. Um, and that peace of mind helps a lot of folks. Um, but in, in some cases, right, um, it, it may not be great, right? Because mm -hmm. like, like we know, right, Julian, we could get into this, is what are you giving up, right? If you're giving up over a large sum of money to a company, they're bearing the risk for you, but they're also going to bear the reward for you, right? Especially if you're looking at a long-term investment horizon. Um, so... You know, in some cases, like I said, it's it's ideal for folks who may not be 
looking to leave behind an inheritance. They want to maximize and make sure that their income is, you know, guaranteed over time. Um, but with all good things, right? Every rose has its thorn, and we could talk about that. So, Julian, let's let's walk through some of the cons of why, you know, why you should or should not have an annuity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we talked about the costs a little bit. They they tend to be high cost, right? Uh, so within the, the 401k, we saw that cost would essentially double, right? Uh, outside of a 401k, you often see costs upwards of two to 4%, right? So that's a very high cost considering that in the market, you're typically uh, averaging in the in the single digits, right? If, if you extrapolate over a long-term time period, so that adds up. Uh, they are not liquid, right? So what that means is if you need the funds, uh, typically- you you may have to pay a surrender fee in the short term, or they they essentially lock you up for up to seven years. Uh, I know we've had discussions where uh, clients we work with have money at Tiacref, right? Because they're in education, oftentimes, and Tiacref has something called fixed index annuities, right? A guaranteed amount sounds great on paper. Uh, when the client looks to move it out, they can only take one tenth per year. So anytime we, we start working with someone at TUCREF, uh, it, it's a process where we can move over most of it, but anything in that fixed index uh, takes 10 years to get it fully out, which I think is uh, not fair to them, right? Because if they're not working with a professional, the, the burden on them is tremendous, right? To make that adjustment, stay on top of it and understand those moves each year. Um, and I think with that, you talked about the risk return adjustment with annuities, and correct me if I'm wrong, the, the annuity company returns that they are getting when they are investing, right, because they are effectively taking money and investing, are not all that much higher, right, if at all, than the returns that the average investor can get, right? Someone who stays invested in the market for long term, uh, it's not like these annuity companies, insurance companies are investing in some uh, extremely savvy, right, high growth way where they're getting 15% a year. Right. What I've seen are, again, single digit numbers that are entirely achievable for the average person. So to an extent, you're just paying for that security. It can be a good fit for a lot of people, uh, but it doesn't necessarily mean that they should put in a large portion. Right. Typically, it's a sliver or uh, something where the tax efficiency. Right. Because there are can be reasons to do it from a tax perspective if you are a high income earner or a, you know, you're looking to essentially optimize your estate planning. But for the average person, it generally, I found it's best just to be in cost-effective funds. Uh, it's, it's my perspective. What would you add to that? Yeah, I would agree too to the, the tax benefits. You know, uh, I, I think it was you, Julian, said, uh, you know, the, the insurance companies have great lobbyists, right? Because they basically got the the government to agree to create these annuities that be, that you get the tax benefits of a retirement plan that really have no limit. So if you're looking at someone who is a high income earner, you have a very large lump sum, and you want to defer those taxes into the later time, you know, depending on what your risk appetite is, it, it may be a good fit. Uh, but some th- sometimes we've seen situations right where. Uh, 
you know, like we'll talk to someone who's 35, 40, and they say, hey, listen, I'm growth oriented. <laughs> I want to grow. I want to invest in the market. We say, great, some of your statements. And they have an annuity in their IRA, right? They had an old 401k, yeah. they changed jobs, and someone sold them an annuity. And, uh, and why, do you, why do you think that is? <laughs> well, because it, it's, it's good commission, right? If, if, if uh, whoever sold them, that person, the annuity. And, you know, one can extrapolate that potentially, uh, you know, there was a miscommunication in what that individual's goals were um, and what they needed, right? Because if you have an annuity, right? And in an IRA, and you did it for tax benefits, it's essentially redundant, right? It's like wearing a raincoat indoors. Um, so our, our fear really is just seeing this be oversold, right? We call into 401k plans or 403b plans with our clients and the families we serve a lot. And you, you don't know who you're speaking with, right? They just pick up the phone, they know who you are, because your account pulls up, but they don't know your situation. They don't know your, you know, what your financial goals are, um, you know. And I, I doubt they're running full financial plans on that thirty-minute call mm -hmm. when they're giving you advice. So it's just, and they can't. They they can't give advice on yeah. things that they don't hold. So yeah. really, the only information they have is is what their four hundred one k value is, right? And your birthday, and they don't know the complexity of your life, right? Uh, they're I, I have a strong dislike for annuity companies, right? <laughs> because frankly, they should be called salesmen, right? Individuals who who push these products. They're not fiduciaries. If we find someone where an annuity might be a good fit for them, right? Uh, we are fiduciaries. We are essentially working in their best interest as a holistic wealth planner. Uh, it's typically a small portion of the assets, right? Where it might make sense. Um, but again, that's typically pretty rare for us because they have to be either high income or have some sort of situation where we're trying to be extremely tax efficient or solve a specific goal. Uh, but a lot of these, these companies, right, because they pay somebody 5% of, of whatever they sell, it's far oversold, right? So uh, the more people that, that are educated on it, and if you want to buy that and that's a good fit for you, great. Uh, but being educated on it is first step in, in my view. Um, so I know I'm ranting a little bit, but I, I, yeah. I can't, it, it drives gets, me nuts it gets, because then it gets, somebody says, yeah. what do they say? I have a financial advisor. I'm like, okay, great. You're, you're, sounds like you're in great shape. Like, where's he at? And they say Northwestern mutual, they say New York life, uh, you know, and it's, it's not the same, right. And it's just not the same. So you want to make sure people are just aware of what they're buying and what the incentives are of the individual that they're buying it from, uh, because incentives drive behavior, uh, so that's, I'll, I'll stop there. I, I should, I should dial it back a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But you know, Julian does have a point, right? Do you want to know how folks are incentivized when they're working with you and offering products? Right. And not to say annuities are a bad thing. Annuities are good tools. We just want to make sure that if you're investing in an annuity, that you're doing it responsibly. Right. And that could basically is a good segue to our key takeaways. Right you know, what are the action items if you're someone who has an annuity, considering an annuity, or you're now curious about annuities because we, we chose time to, to discuss it, right? So for one, I think, um, and, and Julian mentions, right, know what, know what you own, right? Not only with annuities, but any type of security, any way you're invested, know what you own and know what the costs are, right? If you're invested in a basket of stocks, all right, that's pretty transparent. But if you have mutual funds, you should know what the internal costs are, 
right? If you have an annuity, you should know what those costs are, right? Um, because we, we want to make sure that, especially the families we serve, have ownership in their financial plan and understand everything that's going on. But that also helps you know what the true cost of that investment outside mm -hmm. of the, the dollars that you're putting into that. Um, what, what else, Julian? What are, what are some key takeaways you, you would say? Just being intentional about what you're buying and why, right? Every, every dollar you put to work for yourself should have a goal. And if that's a short-term goal, you know, look to a money market. If it's a long-term goal, look to stocks and bonds, if, or, or essentially some variation, right? Uh, and if it's an income goal for a portion of your portfolio, you can absolutely look towards an annuity or something like that for a small piece. But for the most part, again, I think it's very important to understand, right, what those incentives are. Uh, you know, you and I came across uh, an individual the other day who uh, essentially in their ADV, right, their list of, of their firm, right? So we have an ADV, every firm has an ADV, and it's all the disclosures. And they had to disclose that they are compensated uh, to sell annuities, right? with trips, right? So someone sells enough annuities, they move enough product, they get to go to Cancun, right? So uh, you just got to be aware of what that looks like uh, for your specific situation. And I just want to reiterate, you know, we're not anti-annuities. I, I think it can fit. Uh, just know why, right? And know why you're buying it, why you're being sold it, and what that looks like overall. Is there anything you would add there? Yeah, I mean, you know, we we don't want to, uh, you know, uh, beat beat the uh, idea to death. But basically, annuities, like any other financial product, are a tool. At the end of the day, and like any tool on your belt, it has to be used for the job it was designed for. So, there, you know, the saying goes right: everything's a nail to a hammer, right? If you speak with someone who only sells insurance and annuities, their <laughs> their answer to your problem will be insurance or annuities whether it's on purpose or not, but that's the tools they have. So or if you speak to someone in a call center, right? They have, they have goals, bonus goals, right? They wake up and get an email that says, here's what we're looking to do today, right? Because they work for the 401k company, right? They don't work for you. Yeah. So, yeah. So just be intentional, ask questions. I tell everyone we always speak to, Questions, questions, questions. Know why and how it fits. What are the limitations of what you're invested in, right? There's pros and cons with everything. Even if you're just investing in stock, stock has risk. If you're investing in bonds, bonds have risk. If you're invested in cash, cash has risk. So know what you're invested in. Be, you know, intentional about it. And um, yeah, and work with a fiduciary. It always should be part of your financial <laughs> plan, right? You shouldn't be taking investment advice if you don't have a financial plan, right? And I, I feel like that should be basic, but we should always make sure that we re reiterate that. Um, and I mean, that's pretty much it, Julian. Unless you have anything to add, you know, uh, I, that, that's all I've got to say about it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I go on and on, um, but I will stop there. So thank you, everybody, for joining us. Uh, much appreciated. Uh, we appreciate all the feedback from our first episode as well. We're always trying to deliver relevant content to you. If there's anything you'd like us to cover or anything you come across, they have questions about, you can email us at team at libertyonewealth.com. And we're more happy, more than happy to get back to you uh, directly. And then, you know, also talk about it in, in a greater forum.
Liberty One Wealth Advisors is a registered investment advisory firm located in the state of Pennsylvania. Any options expressed are derived from sources generally believed to be reliable and are provided for informational purposes only. It does not constitute any form of advice or recommendation to buy or sell any securities, adopt any investment strategy discussed, or invest in any specific product. Nothing contained in this podcast constitutes investment, legal, tax, or other advice, and is not to be relied on in making an investment or other decisions.